0: Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BDU to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from the FDA to being gay. with Over 650,000 downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean, the audio engineer. Hello, Maddox. Welcome back. And as always, Deputy Moderator, Rucka Rucka. And special guest today, first time on the Best Debate in the Universe, good friend of mine, comedian, Mike Gams. Welcome hello, to the hello. show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I've known Mike for a while now. Mike reached out to me a long time ago as a fan. Correct. No longer.
1: No, nope, not a fan anymore.
0: <laughs> so, Mike, when you originally reached out to me,
1: you said... Uh, I said that I was a fan of your work and I wanted to work with you in any way that I could. Right.
0: So normally what happens is when people... What a whore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we didn't he work like... He actually told me the same thing right before the show started. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we, did, we didn't We yeah. didn't work in that capacity, guys. So when, usually when fans reach out to me, this actually happened numerous times in my career. I will have fans reach out to me. I have multiple Facebook pages, hundreds of thousands of people always trying to vie for my attention. So I'm sorry... If I don't get to your fucking emails, get over yourselves, you idiots. Like, some people take it personally if I don't respond to them. Anyway, this is a, this is a nice anecdote about friendship, yeah. uh, is what I wanted to That's starting what off really say. well. Yeah, I know, I know. You really love those fans, don't you? Yeah, well, so Mike was one of these people who tried and tried and tried. He Three times, I think, he yeah. reached out to me. And the third time... Was the charm? Yeah, I did that's reply I to you. He said, "Hey, man, I'd just like to work with you in some capacity." So I said, "Okay, come on down." And we shot some videos together. He helped me produce episodes of the best show in the universe. That's correct. Thank you, Mike. He did a great job. Wow. All right, Mike. So I should mention that you are a stand-up comic, and you—this is kind of interesting—you uh, mm-hmm. are really good friends with Andy Dick. Uh yeah, that is also true. How did you meet Andy Dick?
1: I actually met him at like an illegal underground after party uh, in LA at like 4 in the morning and I uh, I went up to him and told him that I was like a big fan of him from the uh, the Ben Stiller show. And you'd yeah. love to work with him in any capacity? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. I didn't think
2: Andy Dick went to clubs or bars.
1: Uh, he doesn't now but uh, when I met him uh, he still did. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, he's been like sober for almost two years so he doesn't uh, go to clubs or stuff like that anymore. But when I met him, uh, he did. Yeah, and so did I.
0: I. I've heard stories. Yeah. So Andy Dick has this reputation that when he's not sober, uh, things get a little out of control. Yeah, and and that is the state in which you met him, right? Uh, yeah. Now yeah. I gotta be honest. When I met Andy Dick one time, he ha- he has this reputation. He he uh, he likes to to kiss people and hug people. He's very he's very touchy feely, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Italian. He, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> classic classic Italian last name. Uh, so, so when I, when I, when I met him, he did that to me and I was a little, it was a little off putting and it's easy to judge someone like that. It's easy to judge Andy Dick as being this person who is addicted to alcohol and substances, right? hmm And to kind of write him off and dismiss him. And it wasn't until I met Mike Gams, someone who himself has dealt with sobriety issues, right? Yeah. And he sort of told me about this, like it, it coming from somebody who has dealt with these issues and has dealt with the problem of, of sobriety himself mike came at it from the place of a lot of empathy and sympathy yeah. for this person and it, it made me kind of step back and, and question my own views about how i looked at people who had these issues because mm-hmm. you've been there you've experienced it and it wasn't until i met you that i had a more sympathetic approach towards people who've been dealing with this
1: that's cool uh Part of the like thing that uh, attracts me to like artists or voices that inspire me is a lot of the people that I've looked up to, yourself included, are people that have gotten a lot of hate from some people for some reason. Like Andy had like a really bad reputation, and I wanted to know like, there's a man behind that. It's he's not just the reputation. That's still like a person. And uh, same with you. It's like there's a lot of people that used to or still do hate on some of the things that you've done. It's you're sort of different than that. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Every time I've seen Andy Dick uh, interviewed sober, he always struck me as being pretty intelligent. Like you say, like you have an idea of him, uh, you know, that goes one way, and then you go, "No, this guy's—he's got a problem. He's not a total dumb fuck." Everybody yeah. I have ever
0: heard who has worked with him in a professional capacity when he's been sober has said unanimously that he is one of the funniest people they've ever met. Uh, one of the most charming and a great person to work with, but you know that side comes out when when uh, you you do have a problem with substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, he's sober. Yep. And uh, and you know, I, actually, I learned even before the show. Like many people, many people who I've worked with uh, have been are, are sober. Did I just get a spider in my eye? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you Fuck. afraid of spiders now?
0: No, but it's in my fucking eyeball. I mean, that's one of the few places I don't want one. Like, in my eyeball and my pee hole. Those are the, the two places I don't want a spider.
2: Maybe it was like a buddy of the cricket you killed and ate.
1: <laughs> Fuck oh. that cricket. Yeah. No. Insects stalk, No regrets. Karma he stalked does not and ate a cricket. Maddox, enemy <laughs> to insects everywhere.
0: All right, Mike, thank you for sharing that. But moving on, last week, we need to talk about last week's debate. Candidate Trump called for the elimination of food regulations, which caused people to debate the merits of the Food and Drug Administration. So the debate last week was, are food regulations necessary, or will the market correct itself? After listening to the debate, 92% of people said that regulations were necessary. That's after? You just said after listening? Yes, after listening to the debate. So last week I did something a little bit different with the debate. I simply asked which side of the debate was more persuasive, because my guest did a pretty decent job. Wayland McQueen, the guest last week, did a pretty decent job of debating in favor of the FDA. And then I asked another question of the voters. I said, what side do you think I truly believe? Because I want to find out if you guys can guess. 90% of voters predicted that I was in favor of food regulations. Well, guys, here's what I truly believe. They are necessary. I have handed Sean an envelope, a sealed envelope. And let's confirm if that's my true opinion, Sean. Because sometimes people can accuse me of switching my opinion
2: to be different than the vote on the website. What does it say, Sean? Food regulations are necessary. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, a, <clears throat> this is, uh, these are my own thoughts. Sean, the audio engineer's own thoughts. Yes. Uh, Maddox, I have to say, that's a really smart answer, and I completely huh. agree with you. Okay. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm not going to keep talking after I finish this sentence for the rest of the episode. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Man. <laughs> so, if, so there you go. Consistency. I was having a good day.
1: So, Rucka, you lost a bet then. Well.
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks for reminding me, Mike. So, last week,
3: last episode, yeah. Rucka bet every single penny that he owed. Well, I said every penny to my name. Every penny to your name. Or did I say every penny I have? Yeah. Ev- Which no, means, like, every- change in my pocket. <laughs> we can play back. We okay, well, listen, you did not give the real answer. You told us, yeah, they're necessary, but how much is necessary? One hundred percent necessary, guys. One hundred percent. Yes. Every aspect from the moment the um, grain is pulled from the ground to the moment it is put, it is served on a plate, it should be over. There should be oversight by the government. I oh. should be
0: watching you cook. That wasn't the question. The question is whether or not I support it, guys. Here's the reason. This is from the Journal of Chemical Engineering News. Remember, Rucka, last week you said I, I mentioned how they would have rancid ketchup and all sorts of nasty stuff. You so, said, "Well, where is the source?" Well, here's the source. The Journal of Chemical and Engineering News says chemicals used to be used to heighten color, modify flavor, soften texture, and delay spoilage. Jars labeled strawberry jam often contained no strawberries at all. Only glucose, red food coloring, and grass seeds. Jars of honey were sometimes diluted with glucose. Rotten eggs were deodorized. Rancid butter was revived. Soothing syrups for babies were often laced with morphine. Olive oil well, was- shut some- them up, won't it? That would shut him up. That's what I'm giving my baby. Morphine. (laughs) Olive
2: oil. (laughs) Time for your baba and morphine.
0: Olive oil was sometimes made with cottonseed oil instead. States exercised control over domestically produced foods and drugs, but control was inconsistent from state to state. Basically, guys, without the FDA, it was a libertarian paradise. Where, what, what did you pull that
3: propaganda, I'm sorry, where did you get that from, what was that? The Journal
0: of Chemical and Engineering News, and that
3: was according okay. to the Okay, they yeah. used to do this shit, that's what they're saying. Yeah. This shit used to happen. Right. No statistics, no facts, just, you know, people used to just. Yeah, you people used to deodorize rotten milk and rotten eggs. Okay, thank you for that very, um, general. <laughs> <laughs> Rucka, it's, thank you for you- pulling facts out of your ass to describe the. Era of the highest, fastest
1: rise in standard of living in human history. So you're crediting the entire, like, increase in standard of living to the FDA?
0: Not the entire, but guys, the re- the reason these regulations came up is okay. not a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy.
3: that Your stupid <laughs> people would t- would argue with you and say it's a conspiracy and then you win the debate. No, it's me saying the FDA came to be because— The ideas of the culture said don't trust the private interests, only trust the government.
0: Oh, okay. So you think it's total horseshit that it was – there was a necessary government oversight because it was inconsistent state to state. Some states didn't have any regulations.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what
0: you're saying. Busted. His mouth moved a lot, and nothing came <laughs> out. His mouth moved <laughs> as if he was making an argument, and yet no sound.
3: You're not <laughs> arguing with what you just read? Some fucking paragraph saying people used to feed each other shit and call it a fucking steak. All right, you want statistics? Now those are buddy. fetish
0: sites. I'm I'm gonna bring in statistics.
3: You want time. statistics? How about this? Yeah. Would you rather live in the 18th century or 19th? Would you rather live in 1750 or 1850? Am I an Egyptian king? Like, what? what's the— You're in the United States or in America, in okay. the geography that is now the so, U.S. So, not an Egyptian king. Then no. No, I would choose Okay, this or century. as an Egyptian king. You could have been an, an e- Egyptian terrorist. As, as an Egyptian, which is not that far from what you are in, in reality, <laughs> would you rather live in the 19th century with their current level of progress and technology or uh, 100 years before that or 200 years before that?
0: You know, honestly, Rucka, it depends on my state and my state. No, it society. doesn't.
3: Yes. No, it doesn't. You <laughs> fuck. You fucking liar. Egyptians have food teachers. Egypt- I would rather be a fucking homeless piece of shit living in 1865, three minutes before they freed me from slavery, than I then would rather be king of fucking Egypt hundreds of years before that. Well, you be- because can- the you- standard of living is that much higher Due to the Industrial Revolution, as well as the FDA. Yeah, the FDA did not do shit in 1860. Whatever.
0: <laughs> the FDA actually the, the roots okay, of the okay, but not, 18- but not
3: very much. Thankfully. Okay. So
0: you heard it here, guys. Rucka, you know what? I have good news for you. You yeah. will be a penniless slave. Because All right. You did well, bet you didn't
3: lose the bet. Enjoy my money and enjoy my <laughs> life, and you'll always wonder if you could have done it alone.
2: What we really learned from this conversation is that Rucka will eat anything. True. <laughs> All right, moving on, guys. I got some voicemail. Uh, here's a here's a caller.
0: This guy argued about the FDA, and he thought that uh, you know he I thought he had a pretty good argument. Listen to this.
4: Hey guys, just wanted to call in and tell you that ninety percent of your listeners are wrong when it comes to regulations. See, here's how it works. A company develops a product and starts selling it. Then it is it is discovered that the product is making a small percentage of the population sick due to a particular substance in it. Let's call that particular substance chemical X. The media runs articles about chemical X, which makes people learn and start talking about chemical X. Suddenly, Mm. chemical X is common knowledge, and everyone starts to demand products without chemical X in it. Mm. But if the public doesn't have knowledge, neither does the government. Mm. So, basically, the government doesn't do shit other than waste our time and resources. Yeah. Fuck the government.
0: Raka. was that you? Did you call in? Yeah, that sounds just like (laughs) me. Okay, listen listen to this. I want to play the excerpt back, okay? Here's the problem with the argument. Listen Mm -hmm. very carefully to what he says.
4: It is discovered that the product is making a small percentage of the population sick due to a particular substance in it.
0: Oh, wait. Okay, so a particular substance is making a portion of the population sick, right? Well, how do you know it's that particular substance? Until after people have already either died or gotten sick, and then they tested the food. How do you even know that?
1: If only there was a regulatory body that could control this or monitor this. Bingo.
0: There you go. Rucka, what do you have to say to
1: that? I don't, look, What we argued about this last week. What do you, if you honestly think
3: that the unprecedented rise in the standard of living of the 19th century was due to the government, you're high.
0: No, I think that it's a combination. I don't think I'm not. It's not, not a absolute. combination.
3: There was hardly any government involvement in the economy, which is why people went from having a life expectancy of about ten minutes to having a <laughs> life expectancy uh, well into their midlife. Yeah, I so think on, like, it, at, it, well, that at the time of, was not
1: midlife. I think you're onto the uh, something there, Ruka, because I did see Maddox and Sean uh, outside before the show. So maybe he is high.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you uh, know— Hanging out out with Sean too much. We did, (laughs) too. We did have that unprecedented boom of economic growth uh, back when things were unregulated, and today
3: we are crippled as the number one economy in the world. Yeah, Uh, because (laughs) you're— because the fucking government's been uh, meddling in the economy for a hundred years. Like I'm not an absolutist. I think that there's. Uh, I there's know been... that would require you to have any conviction. You I do. You have jump fucking, You speak oh, out of both sides of your mouth Ask on every me. issue. That well, that's the fucking. That's bro- why I. That's show. why I bet you that your opinion about the FDA would not be yes or no. You you, you kind of said <laughs> yo <laughs> there should be an FDA, but yeah. you didn't actually answer the question. I did. No, How much FDA?
1: Clear answer. And the answer is yes. Why, yes. Okay. And then you tried to bait him to be soft on it. You tried to pull some gray out of it, but he gave a very black and white answer. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not what he
3: actually thinks. You just lost the shirt off your back. All right. 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 (laughs) Good thing (laughs) it's a tank top. Yeah, Yeah. his
2: shirt doesn't even have sleeves. You got fucked. I know. (laughs) Murders,
5: you were asking about if FDAs were necessary on your podcast. Cowboy. Or if that market would correct itself. I don't think Thornton. that market would correct itself. Mm. <laughs> I reckon that FDA, some folks called it the Food and Drug Administration. I called it the FDA. Mm. <laughs> I reckon the FDA is a necessary part of an ecosystem of regulation that keeps Americans safe from corporate greed and negligence. And without those safeguards, the country would turn into Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Church is <laughs> medium,
0: I reckon. Okay. All right, Dan. All right,
1: he does yeah. not sound like a medium. No.
0: Uh, so, no. so there's one, and then I got one more voicemail about the FDA. Uh, listen to this guy. This guy, this guys, the voicemail was like two and a half minutes long. I had to fast forward some of it. he he criticized. He this guy had the balls, the audacity to criticize our debate on the show, and he thought he could do a better job. Let's see what you guys think.
5: Man, where do I even begin?
0: Nobody did like a good job arguing for.
5: Against Mm -hmm. the FDA at all, this show. Uh, I used to work at a a deli. Half of my job Mm -hmm. was reprinting dates. (laughs) We'd have, like, a thing of ham that was, like, a month old, you know, like two months old. This is rambling. We would cook chicken, and we would put (laughs) it in the fridge, leave it in there for two weeks, and then we'd cut it up, and then
2: what is he talking about? we had a
5: bunch of elderly you know like sweet old ladies and stuff (laughs) this is his argument but uh thing is is that the Walmart the local Walmart you know (laughs) Rucka's right yeah about a bigger company you know having that name recognition not only the name recognition they have that recognition for a reason because obviously
0: Walmart and then that's the end of the call (laughs) yeah cut him off it was two and a half minutes long of a rambling. Guys, if you think you can do a better job of debating the show, you better fucking back it up when you call in and bitch us out on the voicemail.
3: You know, the reason the FDA came to be is because of the same ideas that you guys are espousing here today, which is don't trust the private interest, don't trust the rich. Everything that stops production is benefiting the rich. Was that guy talking about... Like, he's doing all this shit that, like, you
2: you shouldn't do, obviously. He's talking about keeping old food. Does he think the FDA should be there to stop him from doing that?
0: No, essentially what he's saying is he used to work for a company, like a small deli, and he said they would just come in and just redate everything that was expired anyway so they could get past the regulators. And he said companies like Walmart had much more stringent inspections and therefore were doing a better job than the government inspectors checking out these small little delis. And guys, that call was... The douchebag of the week. Yeah, you think you're so smart. Rucca, here's the thing, okay, yeah. with the with the FDA and regu- and food regulations. We don't put regulations in place out of boredom. We put them in place as a reaction to a problem. No. Okay. okay fin- well fin- finish your point. I guess there's that.
3: Yeah. Finish your point. That that is that is the point. Okay, well listen. My point is not always trust the rich, always trust the big business, always trust the name brand. I realize there's a lot of these guys are full of shit, all right? You guys are the ones saying never trust the rich. You guys are no. the ones saying always trust the poor, always mm. trust small business, no. which is the worst advice you could give anybody. No, I don't think things. As, no. As the Armenian straw man demonstrated <laughs> in my argument last week. These guys selling you crap tacos out of the back of their Mercedes are not to be trusted <laughs> as Chimichongas. much. Chimichangas, yeah, yeah chimichangas.
0: Your shitty fucking ethnic analogies. <laughs> you know, here's a guy who, who speaking of speaking of ethnic, here's a, here's a voicemail. You guys might recognize this guy. Oh,
4: hey there, your house, Stewie. How are you, good buddy? Haven't had a chance to listen to the last episode yet. I've been a little bit busy having wild and crazy sexy parties. But uh, I thought of a joke, and it made me think of you. i to tell you the joke out now. Do you know why it's so difficult to get a good blowjob in Armenia? You why? ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Because all the cocksuckers moved to Glendale.
3: <laughs> 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 Man. An asshole. You know, the amazing thing about all this, Maddox, is yeah. you are the poster child of independence. You yeah. started your own website. You've been a... Entertainer, you've, you've, you've held your independence close to your heart. You have resisted the temptation to advertise on your website. Now you've got a podcast, unregulated, right? now, No FCC, no nothing. Right. What if the government started regulating your podcast a little bit? What I would— not Well, well uh, hold on. They said, well, you know, we can't just let you know, anyone do, say what they want, do what they want. We can have Hitler over here uh, spreading his, his message. <laughs> oh, well, well, regulate a little bit just to make sure it's okay. Okay, cool. Well, you know, by your own argument, you can't really trust anybody who's 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 uh, selfish and looking out for themselves. So uh, let's regulate your show a little bit. And then 100 years from now, people are debating if that was ever the right thing to do. And somebody pulls out some retarded article that says before the government uh, nationalized the podcasting industry, podcasters used to get on the air and just espouse hatred and just rape people on the air because there was no regulation and you'd be like well can you can you prove that that used to happen and was that okay like what are you talking about you're just pulling facts out of your ass
0: <laughs> <laughs> Double <laughs> team. Pause. false equivalency right. straw man argument why uh, because you, i know but first of all nobody is getting sick and dying from listening to podcasts maybe yeah. maybe every now and then from this from this one but I was just gonna say yeah, that. Yeah,
1: comparing entertainment content to food that people consume is like not the same argument at but all. Why why, why, why that, do we why do we think that farmers you can't die are gonna, from listening to a podcast? You could die from eating bad food. You'll kill yourself
2: from listening to a podcast.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm.
0: And a government would what would be the, the the reason for them to regulate? It has to be a reaction to a problem that is hurting the population. What if
3: you're on your podcast uh supporting ISIS and, and encouraging young Armenians to uh strap on a suicide vest and walk into a crowded <laughs> (laughs) square that's a great example rucka in that case i absolutely think well so well let's let's prevent that from happening by having some regulation of your podcast we already do rucka if you you are not allowed to recruit terrorists oh, in well, america a- after the fact after you get on your podcast and promote terrorism then the government will step in but why shouldn't the government regulate you why shouldn't we have a bureaucrat in here the whole time to make sure it doesn't happen before it's too late because that's not how it works you Well, know, why in- why should
0: why should we trust you big podcast <laughs> back in back in like 92 or 91 or maybe it was 93 Osama bin Laden put out a declaration and said he was declaring war against the United States. Nobody really paid attention to it. Nobody gave a shit. And then after after Al-Qaeda became a thing and started attacking us and and attacked the USS Cole and the the World Trade Center in in, uh, 96 or 97. And then the World Trade Center in 2001. No, 93, that's right. After it became a problem, then people start waking up and say, okay, no more of this bullshit. We're not going to let people— recruit terrorists in our networks in our media look you can we have we have freedom of speech in this country but there's definitely a line drawn in the sand when it comes to recruiting militia against that's going to take up arms against us and our government you disagree with i'm that? talking about
3: <laughs> regulation it, it is a reaction my point is this and try to follow me here oh, okay okay Why is it you trust yourself to do what you love and to create your product and you don't think that you should be regulated every step of the way, but when it comes to somebody producing food, you just assume that they're going to take a big shit in the meat? If it maximizes profits, why do you automatically distrust these guys? Or you think anytime there's any um, sort of contamination, it's the greedy businessman fucking everybody at every turn? It's not always, and it's not never.
0: I I rarely say always and never when it comes to these things. I don't look. I buy food from street vendors, and I trust that it's probably safe because, and you know, it has a net effect too. the,
3: The regulations in our country, because. Even though they're not necessarily inspected. You have an instinctive distrust of business, and the bigger the business, the less you trust them. It's no. not, I mean, it's not literally instinct. It's the ideas that have been pounded into your head no, by
1: your professors. <laughs> Who, I do. Fortunately I mean, you say no for you, but I definitely do. Fortunately, I don't trust.
3: you grad you dropped out uh, shortly before graduating, so they did not completely brainwash you to just hate <laughs> all big business. I,
0: I honestly, Rucka, I have the same opinion as you. The larger the business, the more likely they are to be safer and more compliant because businesses don't grow by killing their customers. I absolutely believe that, the, that Or by
3: hurting them or by selling yeah, shit products.
0: Well, uh, so moving on, I have another voicemail. I think you'll like this one, Sean.
5: Hey, guys. You know what Italians call blowjobs?
2: Yeah.
4: The only time a noodle gets hard because it's wet.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Is he making these up? I, th- I think so
2: He sent By the way He, he sent, sent me, me like, like, actually, like He's got kind of Some clever stuff going on Yeah he sent me Five different
0: variations uh, And I don't know why But all, I got So many variations Of these blowjob jokes From callers this week And here's one more I think you'll recognize This caller
4: Oh Maddox
5: It's your mama Oh it's my mom I need to make a confession Oh <laughs> When Your dad and I Were in Europe On vacation. And I was pregnant with you. And not sucking your daddy's dick. I took some flimidamide. And that is why you're so fucked up looking. I'm so sorry, Maddox. Big love to Weird McConaughey, though.
0: Yeah, man. (laughs) He went Jamaican at the end? Yeah, he went Jamaican at the end. That was Weird Matthew McConaughey. I know what you're doing, Weird Matthew. You're not my mom.
1: You made a good point, though. What? Just that you have a fucked up face. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, <God.
3: laughs> I like how Wonderful. she's got the music playing whenever she calls. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, my, it's my mom's music. She's always listening to right, it. Right, because it's such a big fan of the Definitely not arts.
2: Weird McConaughey.
0: Guys, before moving on, I received some packages from fans.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Nothing like a nice big surprise package. Sh- Free shit. All
0: right, guys, I got a package from Justin Deering. He says, and th- there's a letter that in, uh, that's inside. It says, Maddox, at first, it was just one. But I kept finding more and more. He sent, he sent me a box of T-shirts. Hey. <laughs> says So please enjoy these T-shirts as a token of my appreciation for your podcast. And please get Rucka Motherfucker Ali to stop with the free T-shirt gag, says the guy who's literally sending us a box of free T-shirts. All right. mm. Having said that, if you want to send me a shirt, my shirt size is XL. Mm. You know what? He did send us like five shirts. Are they the same? No, look, look, so look at these guys. I'm going to give everyone, even though you shit on, on... Oh, shit. Look at this. This shirt here. Oh, there you go.
3: It's a sriracha hot sauce shirt. Yeah, the great Armenian uh, dipping sauce. <laughs> it,
0: it It is.
3: <laughs> Armenians love putting it in pho. Yeah. Their favorite national dish. <laughs> right.
0: Favorite national... Right the after chimichanga on the side. <laughs> Here's another one. Tabasco. Look at this, guys. Oh, shit. I love Tabasco. Tabasco. It's fantastic. I think I might keep that one. And then he sent us... Two more. Look at this. There's one for everyone. This one, uh, this one. I think this one is Justin's book, guys. It's He's plugging his book. It's The End of the World Delusion uh, by Justin. He wrote that book a while ago. And then I got one more. It's from The Pun Pantry. It's a picture of a sriracha bottle with a detective hat on it, right? And it says Frank Sriracha, like Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay, Mike, you get that
3: one. I get the Tabasco one. Which one do you want, Rucka? Uh, is there one that's a smaller size than the others? Because they're all large. Well, actually, oh. Sean
1: should get the Frank Sinatra one, you know, because of your Italian heritage. Oh, that's right. Uh, here yeah, you go, yeah, Sean. Yeah. Here's
0: your Frank Sinatra shirt. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Justin.
1: Justin Deering I- is just endearing.
0: Guys, I also got one more package here. This is from good friend of the show, Lori Foster. Lori sent me a package, a care package of all the new comics. Super Volume 1. The foil cover, this looks amazing, guys. Rucka, I'm gonna give you one of these. Rucka, actually Hell yeah. Rucka's a big collector. Oh yeah. I collect them, I don't really read them. She sent so, she sent well, you might want to check this one out. The story's
3: really well told. Well, no, it's well done. in the saran wrap, and I'm just gonna keep it there.
0: I you know what? I we she sent
3: us two, so we'll
0: open one and share it. And then issue six and issue four. We got each one of these. Here
3: you go. One, six, and wow, four. I got yeah. two of them. Yeah. Dude, this girl's awesome. Who is she? Lori Foster. Oh shit. Is she um Mega Babe, dude, friend of the show? Yeah. She, you have the coolest fans, Maddox. Like, I'm so jealous. My fans are mostly, like, male, teenage, uh, middle Americans. Like, they're just, they're cool. Like, you know, nothing against them. But she, she also sent a super pin here. Ooh, I like that. Mike Gams wears a lot of flair. That's cool that she sent Mike a gift not knowing he would be the guest this week. I know. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah, smart, too. That. Serendipity. Thank you, Lori. This is a really cool gift. I appreciate it. But moving on. Yeah, Lori, if you're ever in L.A. and you need a place to stay, Maddox... Um, Said you could probably stay with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, coming up at the end of the show, I've got some
0: quick news headlines. But joining us again this week, my deputy moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. And Mike Gams. If either of these two want to chime in or disagree with anything I have to say, they will use the buzzer. But like last week, if I feel like both sides of the debate have been argued adequately, I'm only going to argue one side, and you guys can decide which side I truly believe. So on to the story of the week. The NFL quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Colin Kaepernick, recently protested what he claims are racist police practices in the United States. He did so by kneeling during the national anthem. According to CNN, teammate Eric Reid knelt beside him in solidarity with his protest against institutional racism. This is a clip from CNN.
2: Along the sidelines during last night's NFL games, Colin Kaepernick continues his national anthem protest, kneeling before his team's season opening game last night.
0: It happened right before the 49ers preseason game against the Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, sitting alone, surrounded by teammates as the national anthem was played. Kaepernick explaining in her interview with NFL media, I am not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. So the debate this week is... Is it acceptable to protest the national anthem and your country's flag? This is your chance to vote before the debate on the website madcastmedia.com. But before we get to the debate, guys, I have another website I want to mention. Harry's. Today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BDU to save $5 off your first purchase. Guys, it's time to stop compromising. It's time to stop settling for an inferior shave. I have said this to fans and friends alike. In real life and on and off the air, I love Harry's. I've started to see their products pop up everywhere. I found out, this is a total coincidence. I was over at Rucka's place at Rucka Studios. Yeah. <laughs> I went to his his amazing bathroom. Yeah, you
3: did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dropped an amazing deuce. And, and I look you know on the on the counter, and what do I find? Another deuce. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean, I know how to use a toilet, but I did find. Harry's products, right, Rucka? And this is not, this is a totally authentic
3: plug. Yeah, trust me. I don't think anybody thinks Harry sent you the script about you dropping a juice at my house. (laughs) Harry's sent me a package here. I want to show
0: you guys what's in the package they send. You open up the package, the first thing you see is every man deserves quality craftsmanship, simple design, modern convenience. They send the shaving cream. They send the post-shave bomb. Sean, you like this, don't you? I -hmm. like the the gel, the foam,
2: and the aftershave.
0: So inside, they have two replaceable razor cartridges, and then they have the beautifully crafted razor handle. I got a voicemail, actually, about Harry's. Listen to this.
5: Maddox, 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 Maddox. Mere words could never describe how happy I am that you brought in Harry's as a sponsor. I like to be clean-shaven, But I hate shaving. I hate shaving so much that I started becoming really bad at it because I didn't do it often enough to remember all the little tricks, you know, like where to tilt your head and whatever. There's probably tricks I don't even know about because I don't shave enough. Fortunately, Harry's razors are so well crafted that even I can be perfectly shaven without even really needing to know how to shave. I will buy from Harry's for the rest of my miraculously clean shaven life. Hey!
0: And now I get to support your podcast and save money while I do that. Isn't that cool, guys? Oh, and wow. uh, Sean,
4: you're the man. Hey, yeah. there you go. That was wow. it.
0: Guys, please visit harry's.com. Again, the code is BDU. That's dot com, and use the promo code BDU to save $5 off your first purchase. Wow. Great deal. Thank you, Harry's, for supporting yeah. us, and how, thank you to the listeners.
3: How about that? Harry's wins, you win, the listeners win. It's almost like a business interaction can be a win-win-win situation, and <laughs> somebody is not getting fucked in every business transaction. I agree. All right, guys, so
0: on to the debate. This week, Mike is going to argue your position, which is what? For or against protesting the National Anthem? Oh, I'm absolutely for it. I think Colin Kaepernick's like an American hero. Okay, then I will be debating against protesting the National Anthem.
3: Just, what? Just to be clear, we're not debating if the police should be shooting people or not. No, that's we're, another a, show. Right, yeah. That's another show. Yeah, okay. that's, that's next week. So this could be protesting the flag over anything. Over anything. Okay. Right, correct.
0: Uh, You can mention, however, the reason that Colin is protesting this, if you want, but that's not the debate. We are specifically debating on whether or not it's appropriate to protest the national anthem of America, of the United States, while you're in the United States working for a company, an organization that has the rights afforded to them by that very Constitution and flag
1: that symbolizes the rights that you are protesting. What do you say to that, Mike? his right to protest is, like, what that all stands for. Like, it's not illegal to not stand during the national anthem or, or not say the Pledge of Allegiance, and it never has been. It's perfectly legal and within his rights to protest however he sees fit. He could sit down, he could lay down. A high school football team recently all laid down on the field for the National Anthem. This oh, was, like, just great. last week.
0: We're sitting, we're kneeling, wow. we're laying. Like, what, where, well, does it, where do you draw the line? Were well, well, you laying, taking a nap during the fucking National Anthem? Get up. Well, they're laying down for well, a very enough.
1: important reason, because <laughs> they're laying down to represent all the people that have been shot down. Okay.
0: We, we don't, it could be anything. Could be anything, but no, but anything. we can not talk about this. Okay, like,
1: Specifically, right. they are doing it for that reason, right? Yeah, and that's, like, the whole, the whole point. The whole point is that, uh, is there a, maybe a better way that he could have brought an attention to the issues. Uh, Maybe that's debatable, but what's important is that that issue that he's trying to bring attention to way supersedes any issue of what the, like if someone's offended by him protesting the flag, what's happening and what he's trying to draw attention to is way more important than whether he's sitting up or standing down.
0: Yeah, says Mike Gams. But here's, here's the problem with that argument, Mike. Many people may have issues that they think are more important Than the national anthem. Like some people, I'm sure, would think that global warming is a paramount issue that we have to protest right fucking now. And they go up on the field and they take a knee. Or some people might say domestic violence. Or some people might say rape on college campuses. Anything that you want to protest might be more important than anything going on on the field. Is the field, a football field, a place to do that when you're supposed to be honoring our fallen soldiers who fought? And shed their blood to protect those rights that you're using to protest them.
2: It's his largest platform. Well, of it's course. how he reaches the most people. Sure. That's, that's but why is he's doing it, is it there. the right way to do
3: it? Is it the right place to do it?
1: Yes, absolutely. Any place to. Any place to start a conversation is the right place.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, what did those soldiers fight for if, you know, if the cops are just shooting people at will, if, that, if you feel that the cops are out of line? Whose side was, are you on, Rock? I'm, ex- I'm on the side of the truth. <laughs> and that's why he's specifically
2: kneeling. He actually flew an NFL player out who had been in the military out to talk about he doesn't want to dishonor the military. Yes. And so he, that's why he's kneeling, not sitting, because that's what you do for a fallen soldier. Oh, really? Yes. yes. I thought what you The veterans
1: are—a lot of the veterans are very on his side about this. Correct. Because he's not trying to disrespect the military. That's just an argument that the people that are against him have, like, made up and keep perpetuating to try to make it seem like, oh, he's anti-troops, he's anti-military, he's anti-America. No, he's just anti-black people getting shot in the streets by cops. And aren't you allowed to say that, hey, society's not perfect? As soon as
2: you—that's the whole point. That's it's like, what, yeah, it could be better.
1: All the people, like, not all, but a lot of the people who are against Colin Kaepernick also happen to be Trump fans. And his whole argument is make America great again, which is saying that America isn't good and needs to be better. That's what the same thing that Colin Kaepernick is doing. He's saying things aren't perfect and they need to be better and you have a right to be able to do that
0: great well my platform is no more graffiti and i'm gonna go onto a football field and i'm gonna take a knee during the national anthem
1: if you were a professional athlete and that was a platform you had then by all means, go do it. But if you want to protest graffiti, this is your platform, this podcast. So you say what you want here using your platform and your audience. Mm. As an NFL player, he's doing the best that he can to get attention for it. And it's been effective. Ooh. Yeah, and we're bes- talking about it right now because he did it. And besides, you could only get on a football field as the mascot.
3: You know, fuck mm. you, Sean. You know, Maddox, you're a really bad example about graffiti and just how <laughs> how incapable of hierarchical judgment you are actually brings up a good point, because what will happen is first people are protesting the national anthem for something which may be a very legitimate cause, right? Innocent people being shot. Sure. But before you know it, it's like, well, you know, um, one in two women is looked at in a way that you know, makes her feel raped, and I am not going to stand for this national anthem until everybody is free to walk yeah. down the street without getting whistled. Sure, and
1: everyone they have every has right a, to it, do that. Yeah,
0: of, no, no. Yeah, but it's gonna get, but, it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna get
1: shitty. It's gonna yeah. get shitty, Mike. No, because this is what would happen: is he would, someone would sit down say to protest that, and if it's something that no one gives a shit about, in the post game, you know, interview, they'll ask him, hey, why did you sit down? And then they'll say that, and then no one will care if nobody yeah. cares. But if it's an issue that people care about, like this thing with Colin. It'll uh, get, like, a snowball effect and start rolling, which is what it's done.
0: Great. You know what? Uh, You said something—two things very important, Mike, I want to go back to. First, you said, as an NFL player, he has a platform. Okay, the important part of that sentence is, an NFL player. He has a job to do. Go out and do your fucking job. And the second thing is— After the show in the post-game interviews, they'll ask them, why did you take a knee? Why did you protest this thing? Look, if if 30 different players protested 30 different things, the post-game interview would be nothing but fucking social justice causes. That would be that's all we would have time for. Yeah. It's not the platform. They have a job to do. We we are paying you not for your political opinion. We are paying you to get out there and play football. See, that's uh, the, so
2: which is what they do during the game.
1: Yeah, he's he's a football player. That's what he does, but first he's a human being and he cares about things and that's why he's doing it. He doesn't it doesn't matter if you think it's inappropriate. Yeah. Like he, he has something that bothers him and that he sees happening and he wants to draw attention to it because he's been blessed to be able to be in the position he's in to have that many eyes on him in order to be able to start this conversation.
0: Yeah, you know what? You know the people I wish he cared a little bit more about? Harry's razors. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the people I wish he would care a little bit more about are the fallen soldiers because the national anthem is a tribute to our fallen soldiers who've died and fought for protecting us. Protesting the flag isn't protesting police atrocities. It's protesting <sighs> Americans. You'll...
1: No, Whoops. so uh, <laughs> you could say that that's what the national anthem represents to you, but have you no, heard the third verse of the national anthem? No, nobody know. Yeah, yeah, it they've... essentially uh, is in favor of slavery. Yes. Uh, so maybe maybe oh, the national well, anthem every, every means something to you. But, <laughs> every every song has a verse. <laughs> yeah, together. you got to revise. Look at
3: Maddox; he's working on his book. He he, he cut out all the slavery chapters. Oh, yeah, there's a third of the book that's, that's slavery.
1: <laughs> but you're 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 coming at this argument from such a like privileged point. You have. Like a point where you could oh, snow really? hear me out. You have a point where you could say that uh, that's what it means to you, but you can't speak for how it means for somebody else. You don't know what their experiences are. So for that's Colin right. Kaepernick, when he hears that song, it makes him feel a certain way, and that feeling is valid. You could say that you don't feel that way, but you can't debate the fact that that's how it makes him feel, and that's how it makes a lot of people feel.
3: Well, it's a good thing that we're not debating that fact. Well, uh, but hold I- on, let me. Um, I should have done this three hours ago. What are we debating? If he has the right to do it or should it be legal? Like, should we, he all, have the right to should, do or it? Or should he do it? Should he?
0: The debate is is it acceptable? Should he be able to protest the national anthem and your country's flag? By whom? Well, is it? Ex- well, is it it's socially? not illegal, it and it's socially? not against the NFL's well, should policies. It, should it be? Maybe it should, because if you protest our national flag, if you burn flags, if you disagree with our country and the rights that it provides you to even say the thing that the shitty things that you want to say, then what's the fucking okay. point? Because okay. if well, we repeal hey, those laws, he wouldn't even have the opportunity to say that shit.
1: If you burned a flag and it. Uh, caused all the good that what Colin Kaepernick has done has caused, then it w- should be okay because because he's done that so much uh, has happened. It's not only started this conversation, but he donated a million dollars. He's donating a hundred thousand dollars a week for the next ten week, or a hundred thousand dollars a month for the next ten months. And also, the owner of the 49ers has also agreed to match that donation. Michael
2: Jordan donated a million dollars to the NAACP. And he donated a million dollars to a policeman's fund.
1: Oh, millions of dollars here
0: and there. Millions of, why doesn't someone donate a million dollars to me? I'll protest and anything you want. Yeah, you will.
2: <laughs> um listen, oh, us, has, you can get on and protest wait, advertising. Yeah, yeah I've with tried that much to, money.
1: People have tried to donate you uh money, but you refuse to have advertisers on your site, so you're saying no mm-hmm. to oh, that, that. Is not
0: a donation. Um I have a clip here from Tommy Laren from The Blaze. Listen to this. I think Tommy makes a good point. Listen to Oh, this.
1: The Blaze, good source.
0: Yeah, it, it is a good source. Yeah. Listen okay. Yeah, we'll see what you think after this.
5: See, the national anthem and our flag, they are not symbols of black America, white America, brown America, or purple America, for that matter. There are patriots of every race that have fought and died for this country, and we honor the flag and sing the anthem as a reminder.
3: Well, Mike That's doesn't. Right. Mike disagrees because it's the blaze. <laughs> Is yeah, it, I mean, uh, I disagree, but uh You disagree yeah.
0: with what she says, that it, it represents all of us. And when you're protesting the flag, you're protesting everybody.
1: Yeah, it does represent all of us. It represents to him, what it represents to him is different than what it represents to her. She could say how she feels about it, but how he feels about it is different. And she's trying to say that because she feels a certain way about it, that everybody has to adopt her uh, viewpoint.
0: No, she's not. She's just calling him an asshole. And then she's also exercising her
3: own personal right to protest what he said. Oh, saying. wait. She was anti the, the take-a-knee guy? Yeah, he Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I was saying Mike disagrees. I thought she was on his side, but. No, no, okay, no, never no,
0: no. All right. Well, guys, I also have a comment here from Coach Mike Ditka. He put it best, I think. A lot of people feel this way, but listen to what Mike Ditka said. This is from 105.3, The Fan.
2: Coach, where do you stand on this whole Colin Kaepernick issue? Well,
5: in what way, What do you mean?
2: Oh, Do you have a problem with Colin Kaepernick? I think,
5: I think it's a problem to anybody who disrespects this country and the flag. If they don't like the country, they don't like our flag. Get the hell out. Yeah. That's what I think. There you go. So if you're asking me, I, I have no respect for Colin Kaepernick. He probably has no respect for me. That's his choice. My choice is that I like this country. I respect our flag. And I don't see all the atrocities going on in this country that people say are going on. I see opportunities that people want to look for opportunities. Now, if they don't want to look for them, then you can... Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let's hear him actually
1: there was a He did make a good point there. He doesn't see all the atrocities because he has a different life experience than Colin Kaepernick. We're talking about Mike Dicka, a rich, old, white guy. Yeah, as opposed he, to Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> <laughs> a rich,
0: old, black guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, not that old. He's he's a, rich a rich, young, young no, black guy. A
1: rich, young, black
3: guy. Young black guy. You I, I'm drowning in money and uh, and, and cheerleading Pussy.
0: Yes, <laughs> the poor <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, who's who's seen. Look, they both come from privileged backgrounds, just by virtue of the fact that they are in a higher class socially and economically. Right? Would you agree? Uh now, yeah. I mean, they are in a higher. Hey, changing minds on the no. media. I'm not assuming, changing. Uh, but I'm,
1: just because he has money doesn't mean he shouldn't be allowed to vo- uh, to voice his uh, to voice his opinion. Because the point is, is he's voicing his opinion for all those people that don't. He's been blessed and privileged enough to have this platform and have these opportunities, and he's trying to use that for good. That's the whole point, is there's other people who don't have a voice, and he's trying to be a voice for them.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you this, Mike. If he's such a such a saint here, and he's a warrior, and he's protesting, and the, all these injustices of our government, why doesn't he protest by giving his paycheck back?
1: Uh, he did. I already said that. He's donating a million dollars.
0: Well, that's not all. He makes a lot more than a million dollars. He's the
1: quarterback of he's the San the Francisco. He's the backup quarterback of the San Francisco Yeah, he 49ers. has not
2: played well the last couple of years. He's not since, the starter. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh left. He's. There's a lot of people who think he will never be a starter again. Yeah, well, maybe
0: if he got off his knees every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see. Look, the
1: more, the, so the more he gives, the You're more are You're that being gay makes him a worse football player? No, I wasn't saying he was gay. I, I'm Whoa. saying he's, he's protesting. He's, no, no, please. not
0: that. Come on, get out of here. Uh, I mean, besides, you can— right. Okay. Anyway,
3: <laughs> the more he gives, the more people are going to say he should be giving more because that's the nature of this retarded philosophy we
2: hold. Yeah, I agree with that too. And it's But does does uh, Joe everybody donate like that? It's like,
3: oh, this who guy's, cares? My, this who guy's a cares who gives what? How, let's yep. just talk about Yo, the, it's not, the, the it's,
2: issue it has. It's not for us to say, like, what someone should give. Yeah. It's can, really not. What do you want to say about Mike Ditka?
1: He also makes the point, if you don't like America, you can get <laughs> out. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. out. You don't like that's anything.
0: Right. He, you don't like anything in America. Yeah. So sorry. there's like
1: two major problems that one being like what he's mad about Colin Kaepernick for doing is like what America stands for, the right to be able, the freedom to be able to do that. And so just telling people if you don't like it here, then get out. Like that's what they do in in countries like Korea. They force you to you know pledge allegiance or say the national anthem. Like yeah, we're people- not that kind of country, and that's why he's here. Uh, also. The argument of telling people if you don't like it here, then get out, are also usually the same people who are very anti-immigration in this country. So they're telling people here to go be an immigrant somewhere else when they're not letting immigrants come in here. No,
0: like so. you, you good point, but opposite conclusion. They are pro-immigration because they're encouraging immigration. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but first, emigration. Yeah, yeah, Make
3: some room for the Mexicans.
0: <laughs> yep. So, uh, Mike, I don't quite get the argument that you're saying that if you don't like it. Why don't you leave? Like, why aren't you – why are you in this country if you hate it so much, if you feel like there's so many injustices? Because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of reasonable people disagree with this protest that he's doing. It's not an absolute thing. You're
1: allowed – yeah, you're allowed to have grievances with something without saying that you completely hate it. Just because you think that – like, he thinks that there's things that we could do better in America doesn't mean he needs to get out. He wants to make this country better. He actually – I feel like he – loves this country almost more than anyone because he wants it to be better. He sees the potential that it could be and he's trying to improve it. Not just like, oh, this is a sinking ship. Let me get the fuck out of here. He's staying here and trying to help the problem. Yeah, and it's it's his country. Why, right, should, okay. why should he leave? Why don't you leave? You're the I, one if, who uh, if you don't like barely born here. I was born here, if, here Barely.
5: <laughs> if Mike <my,
1: laughs> Barely, <laughs> Barely. If Mike Ditka doesn't like living in a country where you have a right to protest something, then he should get out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mike Ditka loves this country. How dare you? Mike's
3: ancestors.
0: Never mind. No, here's the thing, guys. Uh with the with regards to uh, like the like it or leave it, love it or leave it, whatever. Here's here's the problem with, with specifically Colin Kaepernick's protest okay because a lot of people don't see it his way he is protesting specifically police racism Mm -hmm. right and some of these some of these uh you know there have been a lot of black death shootings over the 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 recent weeks and a lot of people years even well years of course it's been going on for a long time but not all of it can be racism because some of the cops who shoot them are also black
3: you know that's not what we're debating Matt. no of course not but but uh,
0: my point is but that, I think I don't, Colin Kaepernick's, Colin Kaepernick's protest itself, many people don't disagree with. Uh, excuse me, many people disagree with. Maybe maybe Mike Ditka is looking at Colin Kaepernick and saying, "Look, dude." You want to protest, protest, but at least protest something that is a legitimate thing. And, and in his view, it's not.
3: Look, Mike is right because if uh, this. Which, one's, which Mike? Ditka or Gams? No, DMs? the one here, yeah, the one, one here. we're pleased <laughs> to have on the show, the one who actually bothered coming on the show. Okay. Okay, not Mike the one Ditka who did, goes on 1059 in the fucking obsolete terrestrial radio that yeah. nobody listens to. Yeah, I'm I turned down. Un, I'm
2: yeah. going to unfollow him.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I turned down Ditka Fuck this week. Oh, that other yeah. guy. Yeah. I, had ga- I said, sorry. Yeah, but I, I, I got got wanted to hear where he was going with Very good opportunity. You can look for opportunities and then you can find opportunities. But if you don't want opportunities, you don't have to look for opportunities. Well, he like like, said this country you, is great because anyone who wants to work can work. Okay, if um, if there was an issue that we all agreed about, like let's say there was somebody going around and harming the innocent children. Okay, can we all agree that the children should not be harmed? Well, what did right. what did the kids do? That'd I mean, they literally. Okay, good question. <laughs>
2: we would anonymously <laughs> turn
3: Maddox in. Okay. Um, if it was something that everybody agrees is wrong, okay, child pornographers, for instance, were not being arrested. Let's okay. just say that. I'll, I think everyone can agree. Okay, on that. let's yes. say that there was so, cor- so much corruption that the cops were not arresting these guys and the judges were not throwing them in jail. Like, it was, that's how corrupt it was. And then if, uh, Copper Nickel over there doesn't, st- doesn't salute the flag because he he wants to draw attention to this— we can all agree that this is such a pressing issue that if we don't arrest these child pornographers, then what the fuck does the flag symbolize anyway?
1: Okay, I think I agree. I dis- disagree. You're saying oh. that someone should only protest something if no. everybody's going to agree with them. Then no, no, what's no, no, the, no, no. the point of no, protesting? No, hey, 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 no, I'm saying
3: we're missing the point when we argue about should the cops be shooting these guys? Should the cops not be shooting these guys? The point is, let's take an issue that's pretty much universal. Like, right? We all know. That if the state is not arresting child pornographers, that that state should be protested. That we should be making noise about it. So, but I think the issue we're talking about is just as universal as that, right? But we're debating the protesting the flag. So I'm saying I'm on your side and saying it should be okay to protest the flag. And I'm using an example where there More is no there agree. is no debate. We. Right almost right. all of us say we should be protesting such a case. Mike here's an example I thought yeah, of
2: three out of four of us here say that should be the case. get <laughs> Sean get out
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're just glad to be keeping him off the streets for 90 minutes a week. Yeah we're doing our we're doing
0: our part. Mike here's here's something I thought of okay a lot of people truly, passionately in their hearts in this country believe that 9/11 was an inside job and those people, Absolutely, with one hundred percent conviction. I think it's it's as high as ten percent of the population in the United States believe that. Mm-hmm. What if what if some of these these nutters hopped up on this on a, a stage or a field someplace, protesting, taking a knee?
1: What, I mean, where do you draw the line? These people believe it. So you have a right to protest any anything you want. If he wants, if sure, someone, listen, if s- someone believes that 9-11 was an inside job and they want to sit down during the national anthem, they have every right to. And then, like I said, in the post-game uh, interview, when they ask him, oh, what were you protesting? And he says something like that. Uh, If people agree with him, they'll get on board, or if they think he's crazy, then they'll just ignore it. But the reason why this is getting so much attention is because the thing that he is protesting is that important. It it supersedes everything. I think it's like the most important issue in our country right now is the police. Hmm. Okay,
0: interesting points, guys. I think uh, there's been a pretty hearty debate, but as always, I want to bring in some points that you missed, Mike. Because if you don't do a good job of debating your side of the argument, do you want to add anything? I'm going to give you a chance to add something right now. And if you don't, I'm going to bring it up. And if you you don't mention this, you lose points for the debate.
1: Huh. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot more things that uh, I could bring up. I think we are sort of glossing over how big of a problem police brutality is. So it means that, uh, like I know Rucka was trying to say that's not the debate we're having here. But it is so much a part of this debate that it is— Like, the reason why he is doing what he is doing is because there's terrible things happening and something needs to change. And it's starting to change, but it's still not enough. So I think it's very important that Mm. he's doing it. Okay, good,
0: good, good point that you brought up, but not the point that I was going to mention. And also, he was not
2: listening to any of that. No, I did, He was waiting to push the button and then speak. No, I saw.
0: No, I heard. But here's the point that you missed. Guys, people protest by rioting, and everybody gets pissed. People protest peacefully by taking a knee... And everyone gets pissed. How are people supposed to protest?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that is a, a. Oh, I'll ding you. Yep. Ding you there. Thank
0: you. Good, good argument, Maddox. And then here's one more you missed. Athletes are paid for their opinion on sponsorship. Everyone's okay with what they think about Campbell's Soup and Disneyland. But as soon as they have an opinion on race issues, everyone loses their fucking mind. What does that have to do
3: with anything? Because they're allowed to have opinions. These are people who are, who are allowed to have yeah, opinions. Yeah, but we're debating if they should be protesting the national anthem. What does that have to do with them having an opinion?
0: Well, because why should they be promoting Campbell's Soup He's not promoting
3: Campbell's Soup during the national anthem.
0: I mean, in, in essence, isn't he? Because you no. go to a commercial break right after.
3: Right after, <laughs> yeah. but not during. Oh, okay. So what? It's, oh, during. okay. All right.
0: <laughs> all not, right, not, yeah. Not, the, not, the str- not as strong as my first point. I'll see that. Not a point at all. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's a good point. I, that's gonna be the real debate this week. Was that a point? Yeah, yeah vote, I mean,
1: I call in,
3: leave us a voicemail.
1: Anything? Okay. I just, else? Okay, we're, I just we're want to reiterate that, like yeah. the the main point that uh, for for my side is that what he's doing is working. He's raised money. Other players are joining in. It's it's not just his team. It's other teams. Other athletes from other sports are joining in. Uh, like the, uh, the female soccer player who, uh, she was one of the first people who joined in the protest. And then there's players from other teams like, uh, Brandon Marshall from Denver lost some of his sponsorships over joining in, in the protest. And That's some have true. been taking a knee, some have been raising a fist and it's, uh, continuing, um, what he started and so I'm absolutely on board with what he did because it's continuing and opening this conversation and it's moving us at least in the right direction we're nowhere close to being where we need to be but he's starting the conversations on these issues and
2: speaking on this particular issue wait till you see what happens when the NBA season kicks in because the league is 80 percent black you're going to see this thing
3: is going to have legs what is it what is it a bunch of what is it a bunch of gingers in the NFL
2: uh, no, but there's it's not as high. It's 50%. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, no, no, it's not as high because, you know, you get a lot of the, the big um, uh, Midwestern white guys on the offensive line, things that's like true. that. Yeah. No, but, but
0: to, to your point, Mike, uh, two L.A. players, Kenny Britt and Robert Quinn, raised their fists during the rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner in a gesture that is an alternative show of support to Kaepernick's protest. 49ers' Antoine Bathia... And Eli Harold were also seen with their fists in the air. And other protests, you're right, uh, more along these lines, at least four Miami Dolphins declined to stand up during the anthem Sunday ahead of their season opener against the Seattle Seahawks. So there you go.
1: And that's sort of uh, uh, being inspired by the uh, Olympic protests from the 70s. Okay, so that's you think right. that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. And so at the time, uh, those guys were ostracized. Muhammad Ali was ostracized at the time when he stood up. And look at how we think of them now. So 30 years from now, 20 years from now, Uh, We're going to look back and think of, like, Colin Kaepernick and this, like, how we think of Muhammad Ali for his, like, uh, social justice uh, fights. Uh, So all the people like yourself who are against it are going to look real (laughs) stupid real soon. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll
0: see about that. We'll see about the vote next week. Well, uh, when when we bring it in, and you know what? We'll revisit this in 30 years, shithead. We'll see if people look at this yeah. a,
3: as a hero or as a villain. We'll have, we'll have Mike back in 30 years, right? Yeah. Okay. This is why I prefer uh, baseball. You know, those Latinos, they just show up, they work hard, and they go <laughs> home, which is why we should be removing the border and not raising it higher.
0: There you go, Trump 2016. <laughs> <laughs> not sure, but— Unanimous. Unan- f- we, you said it.
1: Oh. <laughs> so He said remove the border and let everyone in, so that's anti-Trump. He's the opposite of
0: Trump, right? That is the opposite of Trump. Are you listening at all? He doesn't listen. I I remove, expand, those are synonymous in my mind. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay, now, are we done with the... uh, We're
0: done with the debate. Anything else anyone want to add? Because this is the debate. It's going to be sealed. You vote on the website. Okay,
3: so the question is, should it be
0: acceptable? Is it acceptable to protest the national anthem?
3: By who? Mm.
0: The the U. like are we going to tolerate this? Who, who? you we, and me? Yeah. Yeah. So like, is this the right? Is it, place is it to okay? Do it? Like, yeah.
3: is it the right thing to do? Is it the right place to do I it? I mean, it depends on the case by case. Look, if you feel strongly about something, you're willing to risk losing your job, losing endorsements. You're willing to stand up for what you believe in.
1: There's never a wrong time to stand up for what's right. Never.
3: All right. So. Well, we'll see what the voters think next week. But guys, moving on
0: to other headlines. Oh. Not the not the other side of the... I feel like that was a robust debate. That we was had a, a good pro debate. and con. Right, yeah. This is from New York Times. They found out, guys, a study was made and they found the 5-second rule for food on the floor is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out it's bullshit. Uh, it says here, you may think that your floors are so clean that you can eat off them, but a new study debunking the so-called 5-second rule
3: would suggest otherwise. This is what scientists are doing. I always thought that shit sounded so made up. Yeah, five-second yeah. rule. It
2: was just it was just to justify you eating food on Off the floor the ground, in yeah. front of people who are watching you eat food from the floor. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't been down there that long. No problem.
0: <laughs> Professor Donald W. Schaffner, a food microbiologist at Rutgers University in New Jersey, said a two-year study he led concluded that no matter how fast you pick up food that falls on the floor, you will pick up bacteria with it. The findings in the report, is the five-second rule real? appeared online this month in the American Society for Microbiology's journal Applied and Environmental Microbiology. God, somebody had to fund this no shit study. Yeah. It says here well, you know why they did this is because there was another study in 2014 that came out.
2: I remember and they said there is merit to it. Yeah. And by, I don't by, think anybody believed
0: it. Yeah, those findings and research done at the University of Illinois in tw- in 2003 did not appear to be in a peer-reviewed journal. Professor Schaffner noted. So that's
2: why they debunked this study because people are getting sick picking up food off the ground. The original study was a peer-reviewed? No, it was not. Oh, it was not. Okay, yeah. Well, that's why there are peer-reviewed studies so rem- that you rem- can make sure they did everything right. Yeah, and I remember reading that. I don't know if you guys remember the story that came out when I they said the
0: five-second rule was a real thing. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said essentially that, uh, that if you pick up something off of a non-porous surface, it has more bacteria than a porous surface. And the reasoning, I think, was because a porous surface... Uh, this crust retains There's little canyons. And yeah, stuff. it retains more bacteria than it lets go. Uh, it says here that researchers at Aston University School of Life and Health Sciences in England reported in 2014 that food picked up a few seconds after being dropped is less likely to contain bacteria than if it is left for longer periods of time, giving rise to news accounts suggesting that eating food off the ground might be harmless.
1: Anyway, they found that to be bullshit. Oh, so they're saying it is harmful for you? Yeah, don't do it.
2: Yeah, you get enough bacteria. Like leave it. But the difference between five seconds and a minute is probably negligible. It is uh, mostly, but uh, yeah. The, I, the oh, longer, so
1: what you're saying is that if something's been on the ground for minutes, it's the same <laughs> it's as eating same it after five. five seconds. So, so if you're okay with five seconds, yeah. Oh, that, okay, great. So now I'll just right. eat anything. The egg salad off the floor. sandwich
2: in the gas station bathroom is probably okay. Mike has okay. the
1: five minute rule. Yeah, no, I don't. Don't have no rules. No, so it's no really
2: it, it's it's so if you drop something and there's people there and you really want to eat it, that's what you. Oh, five second rule. We'll that's go, what that's go, fucking I'll eat.
1: I'll eat anything as long as it's uh, been approved by the FDA. At there one you go. Point. Oh,
2: anything? Mm-hmm. Will you eat
0: this? Because I have here the hero of the week, guys. Suspended teacher allegedly told student to. Lick me where I fart. Yeah, I oh, saw that. that is so
2: romantic.
1: She, she's Hold like on. a ballbuster teacher. Right? She just kept. She's like all these examples of her saying like all it, sorts of awful things. Is it a female?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a female. Yeah. Oh my god, what does she? And look it's like, like Florida
1: too, right? She's
2: got to look like a fucking rhino, uh, big she, and sweaty, she's, big she's, sweaty she's blonde big, lady. Yeah, she's a ginger actually.
0: Oh ginger. Uh, it says here a potty mouth high school teacher from Ontario, Canada, was suspended after she allegedly made a number of filthy comments to her students, including instructing one to. Lick me where I fart. (laughs) (laughs) Was that that her version of, like, go fuck yourself? No, because she actually said that too, Sean. It says here, Jennifer Elizabeth Green Johnson. Holy shit, what a name. Hmm. Who teaches grade 10 through 12 at Dunville Secondary School. What state? It was in Ontario, Canada. Oh, wow. Hmm. Was docked for one month without pay and is scheduled for a disciplinary hearing on September 23rd. Wow. Green Johnson will have a lot of explaining to do. The educator is also being investigated for telling a student who brought coffee to class, get that fucking thing out of here. (laughs) Branding one student a bloody pedophile. (laughs) Wow. Telling a pupil, I have never said this to a student before, but fuck you. (laughs) And, And telling her class it's debate, not masturbate. Then quipping, you mean bribe? I'd be able to shit for a week because of all that fiber after a student offered to buy her muffins in exchange for a passing grade. I love this lady. <laughs> man, this is a fucking bruiser. Declaring yeah. in class that one female student looks like a
3: frumpy old lady. <laughs> hey,
0: this is
3: this is why um, we're, we're sexist. Because if this was an old man making these remarks, people being be like, all right.
0: Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> people but, would be— they, they'd give I'm them a okay free with pass. that. Yeah. I'm
1: okay with that. Like, yeah. uh, like straight old white guys shouldn't be allowed to do anything, but if you're, like, black or a woman, you get a pass. It's
2: I kind of okay. think it's fucking hilarious either way. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. why she is
0: our hero of the week.
3: Bravo. I call, the Jerry, uh, I call this the Jerry Springer effect, where, like, the most outrageous white trash people around yeah. the continent are being— put in the public spotlight
2: for entertainment.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jennifer Elizabeth. What a name. She has four names. Yeah. Jennifer Elizabeth Green Johnson, our hero of the week. Yeah, a little bit of a bruiser. I don't know how many people would want to lick her in where she
2: farts, but It's uh, so fucking vile. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think she should be allowed to, uh, to say that as long as the students are allowed to say whatever the hell they want back. You know, if you want a roast battle in the classroom, like, sure, I, you know. I,
0: I think that they should have to act it out as well. Like, you know, she should get out oh. there and put
1: I mean, as long as she's not, like, hitting or fucking any of the students, like, I think it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, compromising their education in one way or the other. Like, if she's still doing a good job as a teacher, like, if she wants to be funny and say shit like that, okay. Or if
3: if she's in the union. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Open-minded
0: people Uh, on the Best Debate in the Universe. Guys, don't forget to vote on the website. The voicemail number is on the website. But I want to say thank you to... Mike Gams for joining us this week Thank you Mike, you're going on tour soon
1: Yeah, I'm doing a uh, three month U.S. tour Going to uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Chicago, Cincinnati And uh, New York City As well as Rochester, New York uh, Maybe some other places in there Uh, You can find out my info on facebook.com Slash Mike Gams Comedy
0: Coming up, and I will post a link to that Thank you as always, Rucka Rucka Deputy moderator And Sean the audio engineer But most of all you're
1: welcome. Uh, yeah, I
4: was just calling to say <laughs> hi. Uh, love the podcast, think that's so great. Hey. Um, yeah, uh, I think I kind of got myself into a pickle. Um, oh, boy. Uh, last time I called, uh, I said that I had, you know, had some problems uh, meeting new people after I moved and stuff and was going through some stuff. I thought I found a good circle of friends, but uh, I think it turned out to be a cult. Uh, yeah, they took me to an isolated area. They-
0: yeah, so uh, he, he joined a cult by accident. He called in another one. Here's what happened to Persistent Lumberg. Listen to this.
4: Ah, uh, yes. I was just calling to say hi. A blessed day to all of you. Oh, no. <laughs> you see, I was feeling low after moving. And today, I can say that I finally found the word of God. Huh. Specifically... The word of Brother Brian. Before I join my new brotherhood and move into my remote location, I must give up all of my worldly possessions. Yes, including my shirts. Oh. I want to thank you for trying to give me a shirt. But I won't be needing it anymore. Bless you all.
2: Oh, so uh, I guess I Did he say bonsoir?
0: Bless you all. Bless you all is what
2: he said.
1: Oh, I see.
2: So
0: Persistent Lumberg, he's joined a cult. We'll we'll keep track of what happens to him. I don't. Maybe. I am. I, I am seriously on edge every week, on the edge of my seat to what happens to Persistent Lumberg. I feel like I know this guy. Yeah. Week after week. Speaking of people I know, listen to this. Hey
5: Maddox, it's Tommy from the uh, subscription department <laughs> in Food and Wine magazine. We <laughs> see that your uh, ten-year subscription's about to run out. Yeah. And I wanted to see if you wanted to renew it. Uh, I can just call back at 1-800-You're-Probably-Gay.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Probably. <laughs> good, good. That's a really long setup for <laughs> for uh, for calling me gay. Uh, here's here's one more. Weird Matthew McConaughey. Hey, Maddox. Cut. <laughs> hey,
4: Maddox.
5: No, I'm just joking. I'm going to call back.
0: <laughs> oh, this God. is what he does. He just sits on all- <laughs> I'll sometimes get a string of weird Matthew McConaughey voicemails around 3 or 4 a.m. Did he call back? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's he incessant. Like about 19 times, yeah. yeah.